thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I'm here with the legendary co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the victor of vacations. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, victorious? I want to say vicar. How are you, legend? I thought you were going to say vicar, actually. Yeah, you are the yes. vicar, not the victor. The vicar. Great, mate. I don't know, vicar. I wouldn't preach. Oh, I don't know, maybe I might preach about him. But uh, i tell you what, I'm feeling relaxed. I don't know if you can hear my voice. I don't think I'm as relaxed as what I was when we got back from Ikaria back in June of 2016. But I'll tell you what, I'm pretty relaxed. If I go into June of 2018 feeling this relaxed, I'll be talking backwards when we Mate, get back from I, uh, I know your itinerary of Ikaria 2018, uh, particularly what happens afterwards. And, uh, mate, if you don't come back talking backwards with a heart rate of about 42 beats per minute, um, there'll be something wrong. <laughs> I know, right? How good is that? It's very relaxing. It's going to be an amazingly relaxing time. But, yeah, getting back from Cambodia, uh, it's an amazing country, uh, Cambodia, beautiful place to go. Uh, the food was incredible. You'd expect me to go and try some food. I tried all kinds of different things. And what, what are we talking? What are we talking? Well, I mean, obviously, um, you, you you can quite easily get all the insects that you like and all the grubs that you like and all those sorts of things. They cook all that sort of stuff up. They pretty much eat anything. I mean, it's 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 quite <laughs> it's um, nose to tail, no matter how small the animal. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, and um, you know, up until probably the seventies or eighties. Yeah, they do. They cook up cockroaches. They cook up crickets. They cook up uh, grubs. They'll cook up frogs, scorpions. Um, scorpions. You know, all, yeah, scorpions. Yeah, all, nah. all kinds of little insects. Yeah, the whole lot. They eat them all. They it's How do you uh, eat it's a kind scorpion? of amazing. by the tail. Like you, you, it's obviously it's cooked, like dropped into a fryer. Everything they eat is fried. You know, so um, I don't know what the nutritional benefit is. You probably just left with some protein. There'd be no vitamins in it, and um, yeah, oh. away they go. They just munch on them. They like the crunchy bits. Speaking of which, speaking of frying. Completely off yeah. topic, but I've, I've done a lot since you were away and I'm busting. I mean, this is really our first good chat since you came back. But uh, speaking of frying. And we're, and we're recording it, which and is And we're awesome. recording. I'm just going to put a shout out. I'm going to put a shout out for a podcast, not on the Wellness Couch, for a podcast that is blowing my mind at the moment by a man that has, we've referenced him many times before on this uh, on 100 Not Out, a man by the name of Malcolm Gladwell who wrote The Tipping Point. Oh, yes. He wrote Blink. Yes. He wrote Outliers, yeah. and his podcast yeah. is called Revisionist History, and he yeah. did a great the episode podcast. on the McDonald's French fry and what it used to be cooked in, what it used to be fried in, and what it is fried in today. Yeah, and that's um, incredible. And, oh, just mind-blowing. But I, I kind of wanted to ask you, as because this is really blowing my mind at the moment, is what do you reckon they're frying their scorpions in? Uh, be cheap. So, like when you're in Malaysia, okay, so, so a vegetable uh, oil of some kind. Yeah, probably soybean oil or oh. something. It'd be super cheap. So, and nasty. so then my question for you, oh, maybe rice bran oil, is fifty or a hundred years ago. One, yeah. do you think they were having deep fried scorpions? And two, if they were, what do you reckon they were frying them in back then? 
Well, forty to fifty years ago, definitely they were. Um, they were they were eating crickets and and all those sorts of things. In fact, you know, little kids would walk home from school um, in Cambodia and they'd go and buy some crickets from the shop. Yeah, you know, so that's that they were definitely it's doing that into, sort of into stuff. Coming into vogue, it's funny. It's coming into vogue in Australia now. I mean, up here in Byron, at, at Kale's um. Night, a Kale's uh, gut movie uh, night here in Byron. The um, yeah. cricket protein, um, cricket snacks was um, all the rage. I wish I could yeah. remember their name off the top of my head because they're a wonderful Byron Bay couple. But anyway, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's in vogue. But what do you reckon they were frying them in? Well, it was probably something a bit better quality. It might have been animal fat back then, um, but they, I mean, it could have been a vegetable fat. It's some kind of plant fat for sure. Maybe it was sunflower oil or peanut oil or something. They, they would have been doing something back then, but it certainly changed. And the, the ability to process oils and to get oils from plants these days is so much easier, um, and they could do it in the most cheap way. I found it. I find it fascinating because a lot of the countries that produce high quality oils. Um, often export their oils and then use lesser quality oils for themselves domestically. So, and, and we do that here in Australia too. Oh, we export our best quality stuff. They also do that in New Zealand. So, you know, ninety-seven percent of the best quality product is actually exported, and then the three percent that's left behind for the population to consume is uh, is usually B, C, or D grade stuff. So it's very different. Oh yeah, that that in itself is a is a whole. That's a dinner party conversation. That one. Because mm, yeah, I know, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, anyway. So, why? Yeah. What are they? What, I I, remember, I do remember listening to Malcolm Gladwell's um, podcast on that. Um, where are you going with this? No, I was more just that. Uh, what what McDonald's French fries are, are fried in today is yeah. it, it was is very different. So I don't want to give it away because it's a fascinating episode. But essentially, they changed their recipe in 1990 or 1993 due to public pressure, and everyone that had that that is old enough to have had them. In their in in well, I said I'm just going to say it, the French fries used to be called in used to be fried in beef tallow, and yep. there was public pressure to stop the animal fats. Now they're cooked in all types of you know plant and seed oils, which we are beginning to understand is uh, is worse for you than the animal fats, but also uh, it wrecks the taste, particularly those that that were eating French fries pre 1990, and those that have had them today will will say that. McDonald's French fries and French fries in general don't taste anything like they used to. Um, well, I reckon the way they get around that is by adding extra salt. So I reckon they're saltier now than what they, they would have been, you know, back then. Um, and they, you know, you can mask a lot of those flavors just with seasoning or salt. So I suspect that, you know, where they've flipped it from using a, a saturated fat and beef tallow um, and they've caved to the pressure of the Heart Foundation so they can maybe still get their tick on their burgers, um, and they've gone to the the polyunsaturated fats, um, you know, prior to their con- conversion to trans fats, in order to maintain some degree of flavour profile and, and uh, keep people coming back for more, they've probably added more salt. So You know what they've done, probably- though? This is the thing. They get the millennials that have never had the beef tallow french yeah. fries, and they get yeah. three – they go to a food science, a food lab, essentially – and they get three buckets of fries. Now, I'm going to give away the podcast, but we're getting into this now. But we're coming back to Cambodia. They get three buckets of French fries. One bucket is been double fried for three minutes each with beef tallow. Another bucket yes. has been one one three minute round in beef tallow, and the second three minute round in something like corn oil. And the yep. third has been double fried in vegetable or corn oil or something, right? They get the millennials in that have never had beef tallow french fries in their life. They don't label them with the ingredients. They just give the three buckets three random numbers. And they ask these 20-somethings, 
what are your favorite fries? And the favorite fries, hands down, overwhelmingly, not even overwhelmingly, 100%, was the ones cooked exclusively in beef tallow. And it's, it was, it was, the millennials were saying, thank you so much for sharing with us an experience they had never had in their whole life, if that makes sense. Amazing, hey? Yeah. Amazing. And then it, and then it just goes on to share all other types of things, which again, I just would encourage our listeners to go and listen if it fascinates you. But, um, I, that's why I asked you about fried scorpions in Cambodia. But you were telling me that you actually arrived in Cambodia and, went down like a sack of you-know-what and wasn't feeling all that well um, Mm. at the beginning of the holiday, which which brings up a wonderful philosophical conversation. Well, let's just set that straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I I often look forward to when I go on a holiday to actually getting a cold because – and I prefer to get a cold on a holiday than to get a cold – while I'm at work and having to be at 100%. So, and there's a, it occurred to me that this, there was some kind of philosophy in that. There was some kind of thing going on there because Amber, most for the first time. Most people would think you're crazy with that philosophy. Most people yeah, would go, well, I, I was robbed. Right. I got ill on my holiday. I was robbed of my holiday. But you're going, I look forward <laughs> to getting a cold. But yes, carry on. Yeah, well, that's right. So most people would, you know, look at it that way. But there's there's ways to consider what's actually going on, and I suppose that's that's what it's all about. But Amber did actually get um, a little bit sick before we went on holidays, and then again while we we're on holidays. And so she's like, "Why am I getting sick before and and after and during?" And and so I wanted to kind of um, put that into some kind of perspective because a lot of people uh, fall ill when they're breaking down. Right, so their their body literally shuts down. So you crash into some kind of sickness, or you crash into some kind of illness or physical response to the demands of life, and your body goes, "Oh my gosh, I can't do it anymore." You're going to sleep for the next three days. I'm going to make you do it by giving you ear infection, throat infection, chest infection, upper respiratory tract infection, and you're going to be tired. And I'm going to give you a fever just so that you'll just take it easy on me for a little bit. And that's kind of the crash, that's the burnout, you know, crash that people get. Mm. And and I'm glad I don't get that. I think, in, you know, what I do say, when I, I'll, I'll preface that because I have had that in the past. Yeah, in days and, gone by, in your more… Yeah, well, and even in, um, in winter, I tend to get something in winter that usually knocks me around for a couple of days. And I don't know if that's because of the increased infection rate that I, you know, come to you know, I'm exposed to, but of course, there's the host versus the 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 you know the bacterial, the the micro the microbe itself, and so to some extent, maybe you know, in the middle of the year, I, I kind of come down with something because I've got to that point in my year where I've gone, okay, it's time to you know, chill out, take a little break, have a holiday, but maybe in in times gone past, I haven't you know taken the breaks at the right times of the year so um, and then i've got myself a little infection my body said right it's time to just calm down but that crash that you get um you know before your holidays uh, is really your body saying hey you know what it's got to take it easy you've been pushing it you've been burning the candle you're working really hard take it easy respect your body rest a little bit have some repair time you're not in your parasympathetic zone you're flying too hard in your sympathetic dominant let's Let's get this under control. So I don't really like to have that because I don't like to take time off from 
work. I really enjoy the work that I do. I love, you know, being in practice. I love working on forage. I love doing my podcasting. I don't like to have to miss any time of that. Now, that doesn't mean that I'd prefer to take time off from my holidays, but when you're in some degree of sympathetic flow or sympathetic dominance where you're operating at a high level and you're trying to get a whole lot of stuff done and you're, you know, you're flying along and, and your your nervous system's geared in such a way that you're you're preventing an immune response. Like you're literally preventing healing. You probably feel aches and pains. You feel stiffer in the morning, uh, and then you 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 get about the day and things kind of calm down. And you get to the end of the day and you're exhausted. and You go off to sleep again. That sweeping things under the carpet going, physically, pretty much. Yeah, right. you just kind of yeah. you're just going. I haven't got time to get crook right now. Um, if you get if you get through that phase and then you get into your holiday mode and your cortisol levels drop down, in other words, you're no longer running on adrenaline, you're no longer trying to get through, you're no longer sympathetic dominant, your cortisol levels and your adrenaline levels just drop down and your immune system has the opportunity to pick up, you start to fight the bugs that your body got exposed to and you're doing it in a really safe space because you're already relaxed. Mm. I think the, the where people feel that they kind of got ripped off is because they didn't intend for their holiday to be relaxing. They intended <laughs> their holiday to be. Do you know what I mean? Like people intend oh, their holidays to be call. Totally, call. totally packed with events. You yeah. know, I'm going to go do gonna this, go here, I'm going to go do, do that. that. Yeah. There, I'm going to fly here, I'm going to go to that theme park, I'm going to take the kids here, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And instead of, you know, enjoying life as it goes, they try to pack their holidays full of so many different things that if they miss out on two, three or four or five days with something that might have taken them out uh, because it was a cold or flu or an infection or whatever else, they feel like they got ripped off. But what it really is, is the ability of the body to fight infection, repair, get you, get yourself ready for the next bout um, of of intensity and uh and so it's really your, your body just taking care of you so i loved the idea of relaxing into an infection which is what i what i experienced while i was away versus crashing into an infection and uh and and i just thought that was a really important distinction to make um between you know the the crash and the burnout versus the rest and the repair out you know what i mean so that's what i did what wisdom there. I hope you've got that in your upcoming book and in your newsletter to your clients and everything else. Relax into an infection or crash into an infection. You chose yeah. to relax. So then my curious mind and please, you're just going to have to kill this curious cat is what did you do? Like, Can you give our listeners specifically what you did? Was it literally you were lying by a pool reading a book all day whilst your body healed? Did you... Um, Sip on green juices. Did you water fast and do uh, enemas whilst you were uh, <laughs> relaxing into your infection? What did you specifically do so that our listeners go, you know what, Damo, yes, I'm that person that goes on a holiday, packs it all in, crashes and burns. I don't know why. I feel ripped off. Like in order to change that behavior, obviously, you said there's that philosophical shift where you welcome the infection. But then on an activity level, you know, do you hold off from eating the foods that you'd normally, you know, do you, how, where do you go? Well, it's a great question, PC, because, you know, stuck in Cambodia, um, you don't have access to all the amazing, wonderful uh, vitamins, minerals, herbal things that we've got here or easily. I'm sure I could have found somebody who might have had them, um, but it was difficult because, you know, in a Western country um, with, you know, reasonably good access to, you know, lots of herbs and vitamins and minerals, um, it's uh, it's different. 
than being over in an eastern third world country. So uh, it was it was it was a bit challenging. So I, I first went to a pharmacy to see what they had, and I thought, what? Well, because I couldn't get chiropractic over there either. There's no chiropractors in Cambodia, no so Cambodian I couldn't boys. go get. <laughs> no, there's no chiropractors in Cambodia. So I uh, I went to a pharmacy to see if I could get some herbs of some sorts of vitamin C. I said to the lady, can I have some vitamin C? She said, vitamin C? I said, yeah. She's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I looked over the counter and there's some echinacea. And I said, can I have some echinacea? And she said, yes. And so she went and grabbed the echinacea. And uh, I I just loaded up with that. They were 400 milligram capsules. I had, I think, six of them four times a day just to kind of really just, you know, boost my immune system to try and get things under control as quickly as I could. I didn't have my five mushroom extract, which I'd normally use for throat infections. I didn't have my andrographis that I'd boost my white, you know, white blood cells with. Um, I didn't have all the things that I'd have. In fact, the day before I left to go away, I thought, I've got to pack those just in case I get something. And then I I was so busy in my mind trying to do all these things to be able to take off um, after work um, on the Saturday that I, I just forgot to bring it. You know, that kind of gives you an idea of how yeah, busy right. things were. The lead up, yeah, I was just kind of frantic. The and wellness just guy throwing... forgot his wellness kit. This is it, right. Yeah. So I uh, I got there empty-handed, didn't even have my... Um, no, UGG. Take... LGG, didn't take my LGG. LGG. Oh, sorry, not yeah, didn't, LGG. <laughs> didn't take my hugs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I didn't even have um, tea tree oil. So, you know, the mozzie bites that I got, I, I couldn't put... Tea tree oil on it, so I had to go and find tea tree oil. I found tea tree oil in Cambodia. I went, yes, tea tree oil in Cambodia, and it had on their product of Australia. So I was paying yeah. like 10 US dollars for 10 mils of, uh, of no, it was like a ripoff. But anyway, I found it. Um, so I had to try and rebuild my little medicine chest. But it had, I had my time again. I would have made sure I had my five mushroom extract, my andrographis. Uh, maybe some astragalus and um, and then my tea tree oil. That's my you know trusty little kit. I, I tend to try and take some probiotics over there generally as well. Usually just take a travel gastrointestinal helping one. So um, you know some uh, what is it Lactobacillus uh, plantarum, which is usually the strain that I take over for for that sort of thing like travel diarrhea. <laughs> but, you know, I just say uh, because you're going to eat some interesting food over there in Asian countries. So that's normally what I take, but I didn't take it. So I had to have echinacea. I rested and I read my book. I read my Richmond book, Yellow oh, and Black. Oh, you got that book. Yes, of course you did. <laughs> I read Marshall. Put together a great, great summary of what happened in 2017. Um, so I feel like I know all the boys from the Richmond Football Club at the yeah. moment. And um, But it was you know, a great read. I sat um, in the sun, tried to get as much sun as I could, just lathered myself um, in sun rays so I could increase my vitamin D. And vitamin D, of course, is really good for the immune system too. So, you know, those sorts of things helped. And um, you go from left nostril to right nostril in terms of its irritation. And you just know that you're moving through this infection and, uh, and try to stay out of dry air. So I tried to avoid being in uh, air-conditioned environments, turn the air conditioners off at night in the hotel room and just made sure that we, you know, we just kept it relaxed, Simple. just yeah. chilled out. Fell asleep a lot and you know, just like kept the it clean. Is, right. So that's, a, that's the thing. Like I'll just put my hand right up and go, when I'm traveling, like I'm so much more loose because because literally I'm traveling. So did, right. you, do, did you refrain from... Um, you know, I'd happily have hot chips, you know, uh, when I'm traveling. But if I was ill, I probably wouldn't. Like, where did you where did you sit on the food front? Did, did, were there things that you were like, oh, if I was feeling better, I'd eat it. But, you know, did you drink less grog? Did you, 
like you said, you kept the food clean. What did you change nutritionally? Well, I'm probably, you know, where I might have had a non-virgin pina colada. I had virgin pina coladas, you're right. So yeah. I didn't challenge my body out, you know. I, in, in, really, I just drank as much water as I could um, and but not to the extent that I was kind of like a, a you know, a soggy sponge. I, I just I just drank yeah. water and, also, and, drank, and kept my sugar levels appropriate, you know. Like I, yeah. I, I made sure that I was having lots of fruit. Um, I made sure that I was um, I was I was hydrated, uh, fruit juices as well, which is a really nice way to you know keep your body you know nourished. Um, I didn't have access to lots of vegetable juices over in Cambodia, what about as you the can fructose? imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nearly gave myself diabetes, is all you say. But you know what's interesting about that is that you know there's there's you know you're you're reminded of the extremes to which we go to over here to try and chase this elixir of life and when you when you go over to these these countries that are quite poor and that are you know starting to become established the 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 things that they're making bad choices with in their diet are the soft drinks and the fried foods thinking that you know this is the nice western food but you know the fresh stuff they've always had you know, fresh pineapple and fresh mango and jackfruit and dragon fruit and, and watermelon. They've always had those sorts of things for sale and they juice it when it's, you know, when they've got too much of it and, and people drink it. But you're not drinking gallons and gallons and gallons of the stuff. Like drinking, um, you know, some beautiful coconut juice with some pineapple juice um, is very different to, you know, drinking um, a soft drink, say Sprite or Coca-Cola. Like there's a really big difference or – Fanta, you know, drinking some real orange juice, it's very different. Freshly squeezed orange juice to Fanta or Mirinda. Like it's, it's really, What's that pine wine my mum loved growing yeah. up? That pineapple soft drink. Or was it Passiona, passion fruit? Passiona, yeah, Passiona, yeah. yeah. So there's no, that's really different. That's really, really different, um, you know, when you're comparing it. There's still some degree of intelligence and there's still some degree of nutrition in fruit juice uh, that's fresh compared to, you know, a, a, an altered fruit flavored fizzy drink so i just tried to stay as clean as i could and and that was good and uh we ate really fresh food we had lots of garlic of course and you know that's that's part of what they do over there and uh, lots of lemongrass and 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 that was really great just to heat my body up i added extra chili just to make sure that i could increase my core temperature you know people call you know i got back and i was speaking to a mate of mine he goes oh you know i had a ear infection my temperature got up to 39 degrees and before i even find out whether or not they've gone and taken paracetamol or ibuprofen for you know bring their fever down i just move straight on and say oh isn't that great that your body can increase your temperature like that because i don't want to hear that people are using something to decrease their temperature when it's only got to 39 degrees you know in in victoria today in melbourne it's going to be 39 degrees what are you going to do take paracetamol to decrease your temperature because it's 39 degrees at the end of the day the body regulates and it increases to 39 degrees um because it's supposed to and it's trying to fight infection so it, Captain, you know, common sense is in the building. I like it. <laughs> so, you know, we have 47, it was 47 degrees or 49 degrees in Sydney the other day. I'm sure you didn't find people racing out to 7-Eleven to you know, get ibuprofen and paracetamol to decrease their core temperature. What a load of rubbish. So what I, I would hope that people would just hydrate, let their body go through it. Obviously, in a fever spike in a child, then you do things differently. 
Yeah. Because right? it's different. And in a spike, in a, in a fever that raises rapidly, but not in something that goes slowly up where the body's fighting infection, not a febrile convulsion. I'm not talking about that. So something, you know, very, very different. But, you know, adults, it's okay to have a fever. You can go up to 40, you can go to 41 if you want to, and your body should fight it. If it got there fast, then, of course, that's something that's more concerning. But uh, And then you go seek your medical professional. But in a slow-moving Slow rising fever, your body's doing it for a reason on purpose and you just let it do it, you see it through. There's some great stuff in here. I've been writing a lot. So here's the here's a, here's what I've observed, Damo. When you okay. arrived, this was your regime. Echinacea, tea tree oil, vitamin D. You could probably no, get them. When I arrived, I was really relaxed. We were really good. We did a nine-hour bicycle ride through the temples. Everything was great. We'd been really good. We were a bit tired. We slept in a little bit. We weren't getting up for sunrises, but, you know, we just slept in. And then after the bike ride, I crashed. And so the bike ride was 12 hours, nine hours of cycling, three hours of touring through all the different um, temples. And then the next day, I had the sorest bum because I've been riding a bike for so long and um, I'd probably eat too much chili and it was time for me just to relax. And so it was just time to chill out and my body gave me an infection to, to calm me down. Or maybe I'd calm down and I was so relaxed that I started to get this infection. Yep. So, so in terms of what you supplemented with or whatever you want to call it, yes. you found some echinacea, yes. some tea tree oil, yes. and some vitamin yep. D. You would have added five mushroom, andrographis, LGG, astragalus, if you'd had it. But on an yep. air, on a, on an air um, wisdom decision, you reduced aircon. Um, you massively, uh, you were very uh, wise with your water intake. Um, you had lots of hydrating foods uh, like fruit and their juices. Um, you limited alcohol, listened to your body. Uh, you probably weren't really craving grog whilst you were feeling under the weather as well. But then you also, just through your True. dietary choices, used really um, powerful herbs like garlic and lemongrass, in, in the, which is in the local diet anyway. And you were... Um, um, so you're putting plenty of good stuff, even though, as you said, like there's still, you know, it's not like Australia. You're still able to add a lot of ingredients into your healing because of the philosophy that you had, uh, which was to welcome it and to yeah. give it what it needed to heal, which is incredibly wise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's, it's more about um, seeing what they what you could do from the wisdom that you've got. You know, for people that listen to this podcast, they would have listened to hundreds of our podcasts by now, and you might have even listened to some of the wellness guys ones where we've actually spoken about lots of these things. And so these little tools to take away with you. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. You just got to remember it. That's all. So just yeah, remember what travel. you've got to. There's got eight to take. travel tips from Damo for when you uh, when you um, feel ill. Echinacea, tea tree oil, vitamin D, reduce aircon, water, lots of it, sugar uh, and healthy hydrating fruits and juices, no alcohol or limited and fresh food. And relax, relax into relax. infections. It's a good way to go. And read relax. about Richmond's premiership. Damo, as always, <laughs> thank you for your time and wisdom on this edition of 100 Not Out. Folks, find out more about the great man at DamienChristoph.com and, of course, over at The Wellness Guys on The Wellness Couch. Myself, go to MarcusPierce.com.au and for more 100 Not Out Wisdom, check out over 250 episodes over at TheWellnessCouch.com. If you don't know about our 10-day longevity experience to Ikaria, the island where people forget to die, find out all about it, June 25 to July 4. It's all at 100notout.com. Com. Thanks again for your support of the podcast. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.